This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We're back here on a beautiful morning uh, as compared to Friday. Although Friday morning wasn't bad, if you remember. Yeah, it was a nice start to the day. It was Friday afternoon. And then it went crazy. Uh, what's your day like on a day? I mean, you know, th- I was just talking to Carolyn about this. It's there are days I can really pretty much camp out in an office, whether it's at the city or at the hospital. And it's like Friday was not one of those days. No. It was like I had meetings. I was in and out of all that mess all day long. It was just awful. Well, you know, it, it's first of all, you got to get perspective. Uh, you know, it's it's not Ukraine. We're not at right. war. You know, it's just terribly violent winds knocking down stuff powers out oh the trees that have been uprooted yeah it's amazing i think 121 was closed all weekend because of work they were doing um there was a city truck on 51 blocking a power line city truck blocking this yeah same on on lakeshore too because these poles are just leaning and it was hard for you know absolutely to get out to fix all i I just i appreciate all the people who were on the front lines of that on friday i mean it's easy when you're sitting at home without power to be frustrated and and all that and i get it and and it's harder today you know my god we used to be able to do other things we we would play board games you know back in the day when the cable was out or the now i'm just like going what what am i I gonna do do? right and and, and (laughs) And kids are worse oh i no, but i mean like we're just as bad i'm sitting here going i got half a bar (laughs) it's like you're out in the woods (laughs) middle of nowhere with bears and lions and tigers and there are no provisions and so i i'm sitting there and, and i'm getting irritated and then i get irritated at myself because i'm getting irritated and you know to all the frontline people that were out there and all of that thank Biggest you thank you very very much yeah uh, the people that got our power back up at around 9 30 uh friday night thank you uh although the corporate communications could go a long way it, it feels like here's what i think happens we got so many platforms to communicate with people that i think we're not really effective at all because we try to like i i get the, the Ameren you know site to pull up i, I get my my app and my password isn't working for whatever reason i can't get into the app so i get the the outage map up and and you know you can type in your address and your zip code or, or the phone number i guess that it's attached to your account and it pulls up a little page it says 216 people are without power and uh power outage reported at 1 30 p.m uh update nothing like until 8 30 i think you know that night uh coming back whenever you know do not know and then i see stuff on social media saying well you're probably going to be out for the night and and then i go okay whatever and then at like 8 30 they update and say about 9 30 it's going to come back and so and it did and then it said follow us on twitter for power outage updates and i go to their twitter account and it's like posted about women's history month it's like two <laughs> days ago there's like nothing there and, and then i thought you know what it, uh, it's it's 62 degrees in my house I find that out when the power comes back on because if you have a, <laughs> you can't see the first, you know, the, the thing anymore. And then every light in your house goes yeah. well, on. Everything, everything goes everything. on at the same time. And then you're worried about like just, you, you know, but, but it was like, okay, it's not a big deal. So I can sit here and play solitaire uh, on my iPad. And the good thing or is, you get out a deck there, of cards. When there's no internet, you don't get the ads oh, for the free solitaire. Look at that. <laughs> But I thought, quit being a baby. It's Seriously. eight hours. Now, and and I throw, we you remember throw back the to the ice away. storm, you know? Oh, yeah. 
And it's like you keep thinking. I lived thinking, through two of those in my life. Well, you keep thinking the power's coming back, and then it didn't. And so I think we have a little bit of PTSD from that. That you know, it could honestly be. Yeah. You know, and I'm like thinking, I'm glad I hoard toilet paper. Oh, you know. See, and and what did we learn during COVID? Nothing. I got caught completely off guard. We don't have anything charged. We don't have like chargers oh, charged. Man, we don't Ryan, have like that's flash. the first thing you got to do. I know. I, I I know that. I have all the stuff. It's just. I wasn't prepared. And then I tried to get prepared, and Lindsay's just mocking me. Well, and I'm now like, we're going into storm season. I know. You know, although now everything is storm season. Yeah. So, you know, but it's really nice out this morning. I'm ready to go. I got batteries ordered and, <laughs> you know, uh, all the stuff. And I was getting it all out, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's going to be dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we got Happy through. Monday. So what's your day like on a day like that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're talking to everybody. Well, actually, not that much. Really? I mean, it was, well, because people are busy. You know, it wasn't like, you know, things were shut down for days and everybody's trying to just get their jobs done. I mean, I got regular updates from um, Ameren that, you know, how many people were out of power when they thought it would be coming back. I think it was Saturday morning. Did you I get had, that on Twitter? <laughs> no. Just on an email to uh, me personally. But look at you. you. Look at me. Yeah. I'm. I'll, I'll keep you in mind next time. I'll text you. Yeah, please you know. do. Okay. Uh, I, I realized there were quite a few or pockets of it yeah. everywhere. Trucks blown over on the freeway. I I don't understand that. Man, I would pull over. Right. I, no kidding. I mean, the less. Okay, I drive a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, pretty okay. substantial vehicle. I've never had it to where the slush was not from another vehicle, from myself coming right. up and whacking the windshield. And I'm like. I would no more be, I felt like I was going to take flight. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. Uh, do you watch the mayor of Kingstown? No, I heard you talking about that this morning. I, I may have to do that. Okay. It, it's the second season. So is it you're, on Netflix? You're in early, it's on Paramount. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner is so good in this. He's not really the mayor. He's just referred to as the mayor. And it's about a prison town uh, in Michigan. Uh, uh, I think they actually film it in Pennsylvania. It's beautifully shot. It's Taylor Sheridan. It's so good. Uh, you, you really should. You could probably learn a couple of things. Okay. I'm not sure you you do your mayor thing the way he does his mayor probably thing. Probably not. But maybe it would come in handy in certain circumstances. Okay. All right. What's the uh, follow-up now uh, that we've had uh, more than a week of the Acorn News? Uh, I do know, I will tell you that the, the traffic on the back end has been unbelievable uh, with the stuff that we've put out there. Um, you know, we had, I mean, I think the, the Greg Webb podcast reached like 78,000 wow. people on social media as people are clearly interested in jobs that are available in those Acorn families. And I know Kevin was talking to you there about getting back and reading all about it. Where, where are we, do you think, uh, you know, a week plus past this news? Well, I think it's really setting in to the employees. I had the chance to talk to a few of them that were in the Polar Plunge Okay, tell on me Saturday. about this. They okay. showed up anyway. They'd yeah, they had already had a team signed up. They had a team signed up. The Acorn, Acorn. Acorn employees who are now unemployed um, showed up. And it, there, it wasn't a huge group of them, but they had Acorn shirts on. They had an Acorn banner that they were going into the water with, and they had taped over the top of it. X acorn. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, they they were just I still in somewhat of shock of, you know, we didn't see this coming. We had no idea. We we thought we'd be sold. Now, and, think about these people yeah. showing up for a good cause yeah. uh, on a Saturday jumping in uh -huh. the lake. I, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it really them. was. But but that just goes to show you they're good people who just got screwed yep. by, you know, the worst kind of corporate behavior ever. Yeah. So I saw Nikki Budzinski's demanding letter. Like, I was like, okay, let's, I missed let's this. wait for the bird. 
Okay. Uh, look, she's a new congresswoman. Right. And for some reason, there's this thing uh, in politics today where it's just everything that happens in life, we're just going to send out a press release. I'm mad. Okay. We all are. I mean, birds are chirping. I, I don't, I mean, demanding. Well, and I think every, I'm going to demand answers. If you, if you are in office, you want to help. You know, and, and but and you may not know what you can do. We got do a whole bunch help. of people I didn't hear anything from in office. Did you? I heard from a lot. Really? Yeah, Ooh. I did. Well, I heard from Nikki. Um, I called Senator Turner because she was in session and had not heard. But this was early on because thing, what things. Have they, just, what have they done? Well, um, I mean, the governor went to the. Is it IDES and had them launch their investigation? Uh, and, you know, I mean, but what are the rest of them doing? Like our local reps? I mean, because I'm really curious. I mean, I only heard. I know Nikki Budzinski came to town. Mm-hmm. Congressman, um, she was there the next day. She was there at the Workforce Investment right. Solutions, uh, and I didn't hear anything from Doris. I didn't hear anything from Sue. I didn't hear anything from Dan. I think he's buying lunches or something. Buying lunch at. At a at the uh, a job fair at the Decatur Conference Center, I didn't hear from any of these people. I did talk to Sue Shear, and I did hear. Um, I, I talked to Doris Who, two or three times. Who's our state times. senator besides Doris? Okay, Steve McClure. Yep, not a word from him. Um, and what's her face? Um, who? There's a the other female, right, from the Bloomington? Oh, 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 yeah. Um, Isn't her name another, Turner? Also, another Turner, Sally, Sally Turner. Turner. Not a word from me. And there's somebody else. Yep. Okay, well, where are they? I don't know. The point that you, the fact you can't even remember all their names is well, telling enough. Well, I think enough. we've got fifteen, okay. and half of them I met like once, and one of them showed up. Well, I mean, I, I can't remember if Senator Turner was with the head of DCEO when I talked to her the first time, but she was going back in okay, to it, see what resources they could offer. And and what did they offer? I don't, I don't know. Big fat, nothing. And it, it is my point. I know you have to work with all these people. I'm not trying to get you to say something bad about them. But it's like, I just feel like this is just a representation of how little power any of them have. They can't do anything. Well, and and in this scenario, we're, we're looking at what resources are available. And sometimes you can fast track some things, whether it's getting these people, you know, their unemployment pushed through because of special circumstances. I don't really know either. I mean, you know, Brian, I don't really have a lot of power either. Yes, you but, do. Well, but I mean, it's it's more in the power of community in that we have a That's, crisis My team. point is that, that the people do this, come together like I've never seen before, and, and are the ones that actually make stuff happen. And, and we've just, to me, it's just clear as day. You got to do stuff despite political leadership because there's not much of that out there. Well, I, I think it's despite um, red tape and government, what can we do to cut through it, which I think that resource page did an amazing job because it's hard to find it what is, is available. And so difficult. being able to pull that together, and I'm hoping that we can take this further and and as we progress in, in helping the ACORN Absolutely. employees find new I'm, jobs I'm not, and new lives, that we is, can make it bigger. This isn't me being pessimistic. This is me being optimistic, but the pessimism is about what our elected leaders, like state and national, I mean, it's to me, it's all a front. It's like when push comes to shove, what can you bring to the table besides a press release, if even that? Lindsay says Turner and CMS are, CMS are hosting a state job fair 
on Wednesday at the library. And I'm not sure if that's the same one that's the Department of, Department of Corrections that was trying to, Shelley Hansborough and Tom Schneider were trying to get going. Yeah, that, okay, they, was that yeah, last week? Yeah, all that's on the uh, the website. Um, so, but I think there are more job fairs coming to try and directly help. That's fine. And so, which I, I is think great. It's great. But again, those are homegrown yeah. for the most part. No doubt. Uh, what did you learn during this latest thing? I, I mean, as you kind of add to your, you, you know, experiences in life, not having any warning, which is unusual. It Usually is unusual. if you're the mayor of Decatur, you're going to know something like this ahead of time. Yeah. Ordinarily, there's a warn notice. There is something or, you know, or you really know. I mean, this company has been in trouble, but the thought was always it's going to be sold. These are new facilities with, I mean, it's not a, a lot of money into old Plant. They just had a, you know, a, a, a open house, open house for their training facility behind the one on Grand, and it's like so. That's why I think everybody was caught so. Then people off started work on Monday. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, and so, they still had the "We're hiring" signs up uh, on the day which they fired is everybody. Why I believe the local people, even the local people in charge, didn't have any idea this was coming. Some of them thought they were getting bonuses or raises, oh. and I mean, you talk about a sucker punch. Yep. So. What could will be done? What's the fine for ignoring warn or or some of these things? You know, it, that's a that's a state deal, and I don't know what it is, but it's it, it's and I don't even know how it's calculated. It's just there's not much you can do with a company that's in bankruptcy. I what's your recourse? I don't know what what's the governor trying to do. Well, I I don't know if it's more to make the the organization. I don't know if it's pay up or make it more painful for them as they go through bankruptcy because you can, you know, muddy the waters as much as you can. It's better than just saying it doesn't matter. All right, well, well, it'll be interesting to see what the people at the top parachute out with. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just when really proud of this community. Have, I am too. But, but when you didn't even have the decency, I, I mean, things happen. Yeah. Companies go bankrupt. Absolutely. I, I, you, you know, but they could have handled this so Way differently better. for those people. And yeah, because if we had any notice at all, we could have had, you know, Rocky did a great job with workforce investment, pulling together a rapid response team. But it didn't need to be like that. It didn't need to be everybody just throw it together as quickly as we can. We could have done this I in know. an organized way so that they got signed up for benefits, you know, unemployment benefits. So they didn't have that panic of it's the last week of the month. I'm not going to have insurance anymore. I'm not going to. I mean, there were options yeah. and the company didn't care. They did. They just didn't. That's exactly right. All right. The Coalition of Neighborhood Organizations, Kono, you Kono? would know them as, uh, is hosting a candidate forum for both District 61 School Board and Decatur City Council nominees Wednesday, March 8th at the Decatur Public Library, Madden Auditorium from 5 to 7.30 p.m. It's not a lot of time to get all those folks to come in. Do you know about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In fact, um, they invited me to come and I really, I don't have an opponent on the ballot and, you know, I don't want to take up the time of other candidates because you're so limited. There really haven't been debates or forums where a bunch of candidates. Why do you think that is? You know, Brian, I don't know if it's, even when, even pre-COVID, you didn't have very many people show up to things. Nope. And it's one thing if they're broadcast on the radio, simulcast at the same time, but that wasn't happening. I, I think the last round of mayoral and council debates, um, Channel 3 carried it, but it was only live on their website if you happened to stream. And that was five years ago or four years ago when nobody knew most 
people didn't who would be paying attention didn't stream. And they had partnered with the Herald and Review to do it. And it just, you know, the participant because it takes a lot to prepare for a debate and to go through it. And it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work. I, and it's interesting. I watched um, on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, the last time there was a Facebook hosted like live event for, I believe it was city council. Cause some of the same people are back in the race this time. I've never been more stunned in my life at like what was said. I don't have any recollection of this at all. Oh my God. This was, uh, I believe when Will Wetzel and Jacob Jenkins and were running for city council for mayor, mm-hmm. um, John uh, Phillips, Phillips Jr., Jr. the crowd. I, I, I mean, I just kept thinking as I was watching this is like, y'all know this is going to be available to everyone, right? I mean, like that what you're saying here isn't going to like go away. I mean, they were arguing for legalizing every drug. Oh, I remember this now. Okay. I mean, like legalizing everything. <laughs> everything. Heroin, no problem. Yeah, that's the problem. The problem is no one pays attention. I know. I know. And, you know, if you run enough times, you can get enough name recognition that oh. at some point people get elected. Bill favor Pat McDaniel. I'm trying to remember how many times Bill ran. Bill and, and, and Pat he, both. And Bill had had TV commercials on, you know, since the those 90s. Hurt, those hurt him. Well, those I don't didn't know. Help. Because, because. You when know, you're a Decatur's lawyer and you're that awkward at the end and it's uncomfortable, that didn't help. Hmm. Okay. Standing next to the horse. Well, people like horses. Those commercials made me cringe for him. Like that he wasn't capable of cringing for himself. So I had to cringe for him. And see, to me, they built. There's all kinds of of different IDs. Yeah, there's name ID. Sure. But when the name ID comes with cringe, it doesn't (laughs) help. But I mean, it is it is way easier for somebody who has. Do you remember the look when I'm Decatur's lawyer and then he would. The, the look at the camera at the end. I remember speaking of debates. He still has his Faber files on, right? Of course. When when I don't know, I I have no idea what that is. Uh, we YouTube. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm sure that's highly in demand. We had a debate out at what would have been the old GT Church off Airport Road. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So this is how long ago this has been. And we had a huge city council mayoral debate where there, I mean, there must have been 12 candidates. Uh, I remember we had to like borrow microphones from like another sister station. There were so many. And I went out to my car just to sort of see how it sounded on the radio during the debate, which was when Bill uh, pledged his support for his Horses in the Hood program. That was a long time ago. So he's been, yes, he ran forever. Pat ran forever. Then they got there and then they left. And now Pat's coming back. How's it going? Um, It's been weirdly quiet. I it's mean, just beyond weirdly, weirdly quiet. quiet. Because it, even the school board races in previous years, it seems like for the past decade, every time somebody's been really, really mad about a superintendent coming, a superintendent going, yeah. board members coming, board members going, throw them all out, you know, put new people in. And I mean, it's like makes your neck hurt. Do you think people have just given up on leadership? I hope not. Political leadership. I really, really hope not because these local races. They matter. They matter 
so much about everything in your daily life. Now, Dr. Morris, uh, by the way, and I think we're going to be rebroadcasting those this month, has had all of the school board candidates mm-hmm. in. Two of them dropped out, by the way. I, I, I don't quite get that. It's like I, maybe you just don't know what you're signing up for. I don't know. But, I yeah. mean, it seems like because they're still going to be on the ballot and they'll waste votes. Well, yeah. I mean, that could impact somebody right. else. right. Well, Richland didn't have enough people sign up no, to, to run. And now you've got write-in candidates going on. And, you know, that's hard. What are you expecting to see? What would you like to see as far as moving forward after the election in April? Well, I really think we need to start looking at two years from now because there's been so little interest in people running really for school board, for, you know, Richland, for, and I don't even know how, I mean, their their terms are fairly long, as are the park districts. I think they're six, six years. years yeah, and I, I think Richland's are about long like that too. But we really need to start looking at what's ahead for the school district? What's ahead for the city council? Because, you know, I've got a couple of council people that probably won't be running next time that are up. And, you know, I, I would like them to, but, you know, it just, um, I think we're going to have to start looking at additional leadership. What's the most surprising thing for these, a lot of newbies out there that want to be on these boards or councils, what would be your best advice? Like about what you think you know before you get there to what you know after you get there. Well, Brian, and, and I will be the first one to tell you, I was pretty cocky when I went on the city council because I'd covered city council for years. I'm, you know, I was in the news business. I, I paid attention, I thought, better than a lot of people. And I realized I really didn't understand how things worked. It's not as easy as you think. You can't just go in and affect the kind of change you think overnight. Mm-hmm. You have to learn about it. And then add to that, when I moved into Tunisie as the mayor, I really thought, because I'd been on council for some time, that I had a pretty good handle on how this all worked. But it was and night it was and day. Night and day, a much bigger move to that seat than I ever could have imagined, which is hard. Now, somebody like Paul Osborne. Paul Osborne is an enigma because he has for decades paid attention and gone to city council meetings and written about him. He's probably one of a very few that could walk in and be the mayor. Okay, there are other people who over the years who have not served on city council who have thought, yeah, I'm going to run for mayor. But I think it would have been a real shock to them when they got there. First of all, learning the rules. There are rules. There are policies. There are procedures. And you can't just do things. There's still things I don't know, you know, and I can be taken off guard. All right. Well, listen, good luck to you. Uh, What's it like running and being on a ballot with your own kid? It's a little weird. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, she has helped with my campaigns previously, and so I'm trying to help her. It's just you forget how fast this election comes up because really people are so sick of politics by the time November is over, and then you hit the holidays, and then it's January, and the election is four months away. Yeah, and four months goes really, really fast. So just trying to get signs up and get your name out. All right, Mayor Wolf, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.